This episode is brought to you by LucidPoint. Are you struggling to take your IT organization to the next level? We help our customers do so with confidence. Turn your vision into reality. Call LucidPoint today. Welcome to the Quick Take Podcast, the show where you get targeted advice and coaching for executives by executives. I'm Susie Tomanchuk. And I'm James Camps. Give us 15 minutes and we'll give you three secrets to address the complex topical issues that are challenging executives like you today. Hey, James, how are you? Susie, it's good to see you. <laughs> you as well, as always, in our virtual world. And I know it. Weren't you wearing that the last time we saw you? <laughs> Good one. I'm just going to ignore that and move on, on, on. So I was thinking about today and, and what we were going to talk about. And it really struck me. I was watching the news last night and they were talking about some of the things that people are saying now that they've gotten used to oh, in our yeah. old world versus our new world. And I thought that'd be really sure. interesting for us to even kind of dig into some nuances is that we're not aware of. And what came to mind was to kind of put this in context is remember that video from way back of that guy that was on BBC live and his child. Oh, came that into expert. The room? And he was uh, trying to give an interview and, his, yes. and his, his child came in and the nanny came running after. Yes. And I <laughs> yeah. remember seeing it and being like horrified for him. It's a live shot. Like you shouldn't know, like you have another world, you are right, in your right. seat. And I've seen it recently. And what I didn't realize is like he pushes his kid aside. And I'm like, what a horrible. So you see it so different now because that's our world. And so things that shift. So let's talk about that. What's shifted? You know, I think the most compelling thing about that is that that made the news. Yes. There was a guy (laughs) who was doing a news, an interview of some kind and his child walked in. And that was like top of the news for For a long time. Globally. That wouldn't make the news today unless that kid walked in with a polar bear. I mean, that happens all the time. And you're exactly right. So many things have changed. And I think as leaders, it's super important for us to acknowledge that because I think we have some some, some, some uh, expectations of the way that our employees are going to behave and of the way that we behave. And if we don't acknowledge that things have shifted, um, I think we will be less effective. And And to finish that thought, it's not like kids these days or millennials, you know, it's not that I'm hiring a different subset, the world in total completely has shifted. And so it's easy. And and historically, we've talked about subsets and maybe hiring in Denver is different than LA and and there's been changes, but this is a global, a truly global phenomenon. And so it is something that is unavoidable. And um, while you might think that the people you work with, they're not affected by it, they are. Whether you're in oil and gas, whether you're in yoga, or whether you're in software development, we have all been touched by this. And these things as leaders are happening to all of our employees. And I really think it's worth taking a moment to, to, to acknowledge. Yeah. What comes to mind for you? Like, what do you think is shifted for you that is maybe something that people don't talk about? I mean, we've talked about the virtual world versus, you know, being in person and what that looks like to go back to work and what that's going to look like. But what are some of the nuanced things that come to mind for you? Well, I think the first one has got to be professional etiquette and the way that we behave and the way that we expect each other to behave. Um, you know, I'm wearing my big Lebowski sweater and I'm not thinking twice about it. And I, I, I don't know that I would have worn this to work uh, ever. Um, and, and I think that as an executive, as a leader, 
when when people came to see me or I was engaging with individuals, vendors, or or, or uh, maybe uh, my my direct reports, I expected a a type of engagement, a type of uh, decorum and professionalism that I'm just not going to get anymore. And um, I have to a be okay with that, and I just have to set a different bar. Right now, I would prefer that people wear you know clothes without uh, food on them, and I'd like them to be focused on the conversation. I, I prefer my my one-on-ones with my direct reports not have a child in their lap. It is difficult to have a dialogue, um, but I'm not going to lose my marbles if a kid walks in and interrupts. Uh, and so as a leader, I have to know that that the, that, uh, the etiquette has changed. Um, we're going to see people behaving much more casually than we perhaps would have thought. Um, I think this is a pendulum swing that's always been happening. If we look at what happened, you know, if you watch shows from the 1950s and, and the way that people behaved at work versus what we were experiencing three years ago, there was some some changes. We've just seen a very big acceleration and we have to acknowledge that that's changed a lot. Yeah. Do you think that the etiquette, so if, if we're looking at times where you're going to have people that are at home and working virtually and then maybe having some days or some times where you're in person, do you think that you as a leader will have a, a different standard for me as your employee, whether we're virtually, and if I wore this exact mm. same outfit, when we're in the office tomorrow, are you going to have a different standard for me? Of course, you don't know that I have yoga pants on, but let's just right. pretend that you didn't know that. I think that, I think like a lot of things, we have to be aware of these biases that are going to occur. You know, I've been in this role as a leader, as an executive for many years, and I'm going to have some preconceived notions about what you wear. Um based on yeah. years of experience. And so, yeah, I will think that. And and as a person who is very uh, aware of fashion and I enjoy, um, as you and I have often spent time talking yeah. about fashion, I would notice that you wore something uh, the same. Now, do, I, I can acknowledge it, you know, internally, do I need to think less of you because of it? No, why should I? Um, and maybe I would have in the past. And so again, just like any other bias, I think we have to be aware of those things and, and that things have are, are different and have changed. And um, uh, you know, uh, th- there was you know, you know, there was uh, if, if you were not wearing a blue suit every day for mm-hmm. five days in a row, uh, you know, in the 1960s, then you were a freak. So I don't know. <laughs> We've definitely seen a way things have changed, and and I think what we expect out of people's uh, attire. Is, is definitely uh, moving in a different direction. Yeah. Before we move off of etiquette or an attire though, um, I, what really occurred to me the other day was I haven't worn heels mm. for, a, you know, for sure. I have off and on over two years, but I did recently put some on and I don't know how to walk in them as well <laughs> as I used to because you're out of practice. Sure. And I know that you made that maybe a foreign concept to you, but I'm naturally now I'm like, I don't really want to go back. Like I really, I think I'm going to change my style a bit because I, it's kind of like why, and I don't want to sure. learn some things. I certainly think that, you know, heels, I could, you know, heels for you. I think there's some boots that I've worn uh, that are wildly uncomfortable uh, that I've, I've thrown on, on uh, occasion. I'm like, these, these are awful on my feet. And, and you have to question why am I wearing them now? In many cases, I'm wearing them for me and, and not for anybody else. And so I will endure the pain, but there are things like, you know, we could talk about whether it's heels, whether it's ties, whether it's sport coats, whether uh-huh. it's, 
um, there's so many things that I think uh, the genie, if you will, has, has gone out of the bottle on. And I think, well, we could talk about etiquette. Maybe that's part of a, a bigger bubble. But there are these, I think, mores and, and cultural norms that I think we're going to see dissolve. You know, we could spend a lot of time talking about, hey, we're OK with Zoom now. And, oh, I'm OK with leftovers where I wasn't before. But I really think as a leader, there are these things that we are going to see change. And it is a lot about, you know, uh, professional etiquette. Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, um, attire certainly and those 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 strange little things but I also think hiring and and what the expectation is of an as of an employer is changing whether we like it or not um, and I think you're gonna find um, uh, you know just interviewing uh, is going to be different I, I think I saw a little uh, vignette the other day where a guy was doing an interview in a suit and a jacket and he had to get up because his son walked in the room and and he was wearing you know a pair of Bermuda shorts and and the and the, guy, the interviewer, the the guy from the company, said, uh, "Nice shorts," and the guy was mortified. And uh, and he stood up, and he was wearing the same shorts. And so um, I think that's that's just we are in a different place yeah. than that as as uh, as executives. And so your company uh, is going to look at these things differently, and and we um, we have to expect that. Um, you know, I think I talk about uh, work from home no differently as a firm. Uh, we need to look at, at working from home no differently than we have looked in the past of bringing your dog to work. There are people who absolutely have to bring their dog to work and they're going to look for a company that allows that to happen. Yeah. Now that's been going on for years. We're in Colorado, Boulder, half the companies let you do that, but it's not a law by any stretch. Yeah. And you know what? If it's important to me, I'll find a company that does that. Working remotely is going to be the same thing. You know, there are yeah. going to be firms that are 100% uh, no way. You got to be brick and mortar. You're in the door and that's going to be, and that company is going to pay the penalty of having a smaller uh, population of, of skilled resources to choose from. And that's completely fine with me. That's called capitalism and they should have the right to do that. But the companies who are saying, hey, it's three days a week at home, two days yeah. a week on average. And, uh, you know, um, we're even going to give you a camera and, uh, you know, a, a little uh, hot pot for your desk those companies are going to have the opportunity to hire differently. And so that's the, the, the yeah. etiquette that is, that that's impacting us in a real way. It's fun to say that I'm not actually wearing dress pants right now, but it's real that it's important for me that yeah. I don't need to wear them yeah. and that I'm going to be able to work from a different place. And a company calls me and says, James, we want you to work um, from, you know, from the Bahamas uh, for half the time. That's going to yeah. That's real and a differentiator for a firm, whereas a company that's not willing to do that is going to struggle. Yeah. And so those are the changes that I think leaders need to acknowledge. Yeah. I also think just from a leadership development perspective, it was different when we were always in the office and there was different things oh, yeah. that we learned about presence and holding space and listening. Like there's a whole new set of things that we've learned absolutely ways to develop that are going to be different that we don't even know yet. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it's interesting that, that we haven't seen, or we have seen, and I just have ignored it. You know, there's a, there's got to be an executive. Well, let's look at it this way. Toastmasters has to have a zoom component of their programming. Yeah, for sure. There needs to be some conversations around how to have executive presence, how yeah. to be, have poise and be a good communicator in a world in which I'm on a video camera. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying I know what those are, and I'm not saying I need to act like I did 
two years ago on camera. We just agreed that those that 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 that, that ship has sailed. But that doesn't mean there are not ways for me and you to have an effective uh, engagement. And there are ways for us to ensure that, even though I'm not going to be in the same room with you. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I've got to build that rapport. We've got to think about ways to do that mm-hmm. um, going forward. And I think that's that's just the, the, that's this whole, you know, this this professional mm-hmm. etiquette world is is shifting considerably. And I think we need to look at it as a as a series of 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 uh, takeaways of um, what does it mean to be professional in a world in which, uh, and I, I think it's bigger than zoom. It's bigger than remote. Yeah. It's what does it mean to act like a professional post COVID? Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the takeaway is that we should be thinking about the ways that we behave, act and, and manage uh, in a post COVID world and make sure that we haven't, uh, uh, we're not looking at uh, we're not, we're not forgetting that things have changed on us. Yeah. I guess, and also just to put another angle on it as we kind of put a cherry on top is if I look at it from an employee perspective, mm. I need to be really clear about what is important to me Great and, point. and knowing that what kind of company I want to work for and you as a leader in an organization, you better know what those, those things for the talent base that you want to attract what totally are those agree. things so that there's a match? But I think there's a responsibility on both sides. Yeah, and I think that's a great segue, you know, into, into maybe our, our next uh, segment about, you know, the great resignation, which is mm-hmm. what is happening in our in our society where the workforce is, is getting the opportunity to get off the hamster wheel for a moment and take a look at what's happening and take mm-hmm. it and, and truly uh, change the way that they look at work. Um, and so as employers, we need to be aware of that and because employees certainly are. So, um, um, you know, let's, let's pick that up next time okay. uh, on our next topic, which is, um, you know, what does the great resignation mean to you? And I think I've been telling my people, we need to reinvent the glue that holds our firm together because it can't be what it was before. So what's the new glue that, that keeps us uh, effective and, and cohesive? Uh, that's a good Ooh. next topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have a title. We have a title. The, new the glue. glue. The new glue. What is your new glue? <laughs> yeah. Love it. All right. Till next that's time. That's my new book. It's available uh, at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go and get it right now. Right now. All right. See you next good talk time. Good talking to you. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Quick Take, where we talk about the questions that are on the minds of executives everywhere. Connect with us and share what's on your mind. You can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, or whatever nerdy place on the internet you find your podcasts. All the links you really need are in the show notes.